הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר הקדוש אשר בארץ המה. ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחל מפגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחל נחל נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם today we're going to do the entire Torah 277. It's a little bit longer but let's pay attention because רבנו is going to reveal lots of deep secrets practical advice that we can all take from. בעזרת השם. that when there is an argument upon a person, when there is argument, strife, opposition against a person, he shouldn't take a stand against his enemy and say, just as he is doing this to me, I will do the same thing to him. I'll repay in kind, basically. Don't say I'm going to do the same thing to him just like he's doing to me. Because this will cause that your enemy will achieve his desire. It enables his enemy to see happen to him what he wanted to see happen to him. Only on the contrary, it's fitting for this person who's being opposed and embarrassed, etc., etc., to judge his enemies positively to the side of merit. And to do good things to them constantly. Um, to do all the good things to them. Bechinot, as it's brought down at the end of the Amidah, we say every single day, three times a day, let my soul be like earth to everyone. Uh, just like the earth, that everyone trods upon the earth, the dust. And yet the earth gives to us all the good things. Achila, food, ushtia, drink, the zahav, gold, the chesef. Silver, Bavanim, Tovot, and precious jewels. Hakol Ayamin Afar, everything came from the earth. Kemochen, so too. Afal Pi, Shehem, Cholkinan, and Vakshim, Rahato, even though these enemies are seeking bad things against you and are opposing you and they're seeking evil things, Afal Pi, Chen, Yasir, Ahem, Kortavot, nonetheless do all the good things to them. Kemochen Afar, Kanan, just like the Afar, just like the dust. Behu Kemashal. And this is a parable. When a person digs under the house of his friend, if this other person positions himself and also digs um, under the house, opposite this other person who's digging, <clears throat> then it's certain that the person who was digging in the first place under his friend's house will certainly... Um, receive what he wanted to do. But when one is digging, and the other person inside the house is um, creating a mound of dirt, in his way, then he overturns the other's plan. And then the enemy is not able to do that which he's seeking out to do. So Rabban was saying, let's say a person digs a tunnel under his friend's house. If the person who's inside the house wants to repay the enemy in the same thing, he will dig a tunnel and try to fight him underground. But what Rabbeinu is saying is that actually, just stay in your house, create a pile of dust, help the guy do whatever he wants, <laughs> create a mound of dirt, and uh, that mound of dirt actually will get in the way of, um, of the person who's digging. So basically, as deep as the parable might be, and even though it might not be as... Um, 
under, understandable as we like. What Rabenu is telling you is that don't try to do the same exact thing that your friend is doing. Um, that, that which he's doing against you, you're going to do the same thing to try to hurt him. Rabenu is saying no. Do, do all the good things to him. And you're going to see that it's going to foil the other person's plan. So too. You shouldn't withstand against, or you shouldn't stand against your enemies to do that which they're doing against you that you want to do against them. That this is in the parable that we just mentioned, that the enemy who's digging against you, that you want to do the same thing that you're going to dig against him. That actually you help him. You're just digging his tunnel that he wanted to do. That through this, the enemy is able to get that which he's seeking out easily because you're helping him dig. But through the dust, but through the aspect of dust, which is when my soul is like dust, as we said above, that we say every single day, may my soul be like dust to all. Through this, the concept of dust, you actually nullify and you, um, you foil the plans of the enemy. And then he who digs a pit will fall into it. Meaning the enemy who dug the pit in the first place will fall into his own pit. As brought down in Mishle, chapter 26, verse 27. Because what happens? He's going to fall and remain in the pit. That he dug for his friend. Through the... Through the the dust that was poured on, uh, that the friend poured on him. Because his friend is actually just standing there and pouring up dust, pouring out dust in his way. Through the aspect of when my soul is like dust, meaning when you act like dust, when you, when you imitate the concept of dust, meaning everyone trods upon the dust, and you are humble in the sense that you do not want to repay your enemy in the same way that he's paying you. Then you will see the you will reap the the benefit, and the enemy will be get trapped under his own uh, plan. And all of this is whenever your enemies are wicked people. And when the, pe the people who are opposing you are tzadikim, righteous people, it's certain that their intention is only for good. Who are elevating and lifting you through this through this strife that they are causing. And they are actually swindling judgments from upon you. This is like a person who is digging under his friends, um, under his friends, and he's throwing to him all the, all, uh, he's throwing to him beautiful gifts, a beautiful gift. Um, just like we see this, um, just like we see with regard to charity, that how many um, Mishnahic sages threw charities in secret, that they gave charity in secret, so that the people who were receiving the charity would not know that it was them, that it was them giving it. Same is true of this person who's a tzaddik, who's opposing you. As a tzaddik, it might be digging a tunnel under you. But it's actually so that he gives you the gift without knowing, without you knowing that he's giving it to you. That he's digging the tunnel because you can't see what the gift is. You can't see when he's giving it to you, etc., etc. The same is true of this, this opposition that the tzaddikim are causing. 
are, that are putting upon you, that they are giving you good good things in hiddenness and in modesty. And this is what David HaMelech requested in Tehidim chapter 92, when these evildoers rise up against me, uh, etc., etc., because there is a date palm and holiness. It says, the tzaddik flourishes like a date palm. We see the date palm is uh, holy. There's an aspect of date palm and holiness. And we see also there's a date palm in the evil side. That there's the opposite date palm of holiness and the opposite date palm of impurity. Um, as is brought down in um, um, excuse me it's brought down the Sidur of the Ari if I'm not mistaken um, in the writings of the Kubanim as well that what? that there's the Seor Bechat Kotebed the leaven the leaven the size of a Kotebed it's like a date a date uh, a date the Kotebed hit Mara and the Kotebed is a date as we know Look at Rashi um, in the Mishnah of the, at the beginning of Betzah. Over there. The Chotevet is a date. Meaning, what is the leaven, the size of a date? We know the leaven represents um, the leaven represents the Yetzirah, this haughtiness. This is the date that we're referencing is impurity. Because leaven is the generality and the strength of judgment. Because this is the aspect of Elohim. If you take the letter, the name Elohim, and you take the first letter Aleph, and then you take Aleph and Lamed, the first and the second, and then you take the first and the second and the third, first, second, third, and fourth, and the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth, add them all together. Um, and if you take the expansion of Elohim, it's brought down that this is the concept um of um, <clears throat> um, the strength of judgment. Kamvaz is brought down. Therefore, it is called Tamar date. Leshon Temura. Why? For Tamar date um, is the language or expression of Temura, which means inversion, um, exchanges. This means the evil side, which is also called the chamber of exchanges. Which is called uh, inversion. Um, because the inversion of wisdom, the opposite and the the exchange of wisdom is what? Ivelet, foolishness. Um, the inversion of life is death. As Meaning the opposite. Um, the temura, the exchange, the inversion is all the yetzerah. And the root of all judgments and evil side is the opposition um, in holiness. Because the yetzerah, the evil side, represents this concept of strife. And the root is um, holy strife. Where do they receive their strength? Holy strife. So we see that judgment is the deen, the judgment, is not sweetened. It's only sweetened in its root, in its, in its uh, source, as we know, brought down in the Holy Zohar, that we sweeten the judgment in, a shor, in its source, also brought down in um, 
It's Chaim. In many different places. Therefore, through the machloket of tzadikim, through the opposition that tzadikim caused to a person, which is holy opposition, through this we sweeten the judgment in their source. Through this, the tzadik is like, will sprout like a date palm. Because they sweeten and nullify the date palm of the evil side through this opposition that they call which is the sweetening of judgment in their root. Because the opposition of the tzaddikim is the root of the opposition of the evil side. Nimtza, we find So we see therefore that the machloket of the tzaddikim is actually a very great good. It's awesome. It's good. It's good. It's only because that from the machloket of the tzaddikim all this um, evil side and the judgment devolute from there. They, they are rooted from there. And that's where they receive their force, which is bona fide strength. Therefore, it's possible that it would seem to a person that this strife and the opposition of this tzaddikim is also complete um, um, opposition of hate. And it seemed to a person that the opposition that they came are causing to you are hate. It is stems from hate. Because it is connected to this con- concept of hate, meaning that the yetzara receives its force from this machlok of tzaddikim. So it's very close to each other, and it would seem to you that the machlok that tzaddikim are causing you are actually not good and it's evil. But the truth is, it's only for your good. And this is what David was requesting and seeking out. That when that um, tzaddikim would oppose him, that when tzaddikim would oppose him, that David the Menach would only hear from this opposition and this strife only good things. That David the Menach would be able to see the good that they were doing to him. Because David the Menach knew that it was certain that the intentions of the tzaddikim were only for good, as we said above. That David Melech says, when these evil doers rise up against me, meaning this strife of tzaddikim, which are my brothers, and my beloved people. The two friends that never separate. Even though on the surface level seems like evil doers, it actually comes word which means friend, my beloved. That David Melech saying, that when my beloved people when these tzaddikim rise up against me, because it is certain that these tzaddikim are filled with love, so that when they get up against me, my ears hear it, as it says at the end of the verse. My ears hear it. The tzaddik sprouts like a date palm. Meaning that what is David requesting? That he should only hear from the opposition only the good things that they are doing with this. Which is the aspect that the tzaddik sprouts like the date palm. Which we said was the sweetening of the judgments. Meaning that David Amir should only see the sweetening of the judgments behind this opposition. He should not mistakenly think that is bonafide um, strife. That the strife is God forbid evil. In order not to give the evil side a grasp within this strife, 
Because the machloket is only for good. Because this machloket is actually only for good. So by thinking that the machloket is bad, you put strife and you put this evil side. You give the evil side strength. Gam kol arefod ba'in mina aretz. Rabenu also adds that all the healings come from the earth. Ve'alken be'et she'aretz notenet ivula she'notenet koach be'chol alinu atzmachim da'hanu bizman achadnita she'u be'chodesh iyar az yesh koach yoter be'chol arefod. Rabenu says, therefore, when the time that the land is giving its yield, that it's giving straight with strength within all the trees and all the um, the vegetation, meaning when at the time of ripening, when the trees and the vegetation is all ripe, which is the month of Iyar. Therefore, the month of Iyar has even greater strength um, within all the healings that we receive from the earth. Because then the earth at that time, during the month of Iyar, is giving strength to this vegetation. But during other times, even if you were to take these medicines within themselves from the earth, it wouldn't have the strength. Therefore, a person takes these healings during the month of Iyah, which is the month of May. Look at the Gemara Shabbat. The essence, the essential thing is Eretz Yisrael. Because all the lands, the earth, receive from the residue of Eretz Yisrael. This is brought down in the Gemara. Tanit Yud Amud Aleph over there, that every, all the land receive the residue that which the Eretz Yisrael did not use. The Eretz Yisrael yesh lashtek bechinot, and the land of Israel has two aspects. Lifamim nikret Eretz Kanan, sometimes it's called Eretz Kanan. Vilifamim nikret Eretz Tam, and sometimes it's called just Eretz simply, without the word Kanan, just called land. Hanukshesh machlok da zanikret Eretz Kanan, meaning when the Eretz Yisrael has strife, when there's strife upon it, it is called Eretz Kanan bechinat Kan Ani. Because what is Kena'an? I play on the word Kan Ani. Here there is poverty. Say in the verse, and it should not be the Kena'ani. This nation. En Kanani, as it's brought down over there in the Gemara, or as it's brought down over there, En Kanani. There is no um, poverty over here. Meaning that there should not be the Kenani, meaning that there should not be poverty. Meaning we see that the Kenan, this concept of Eretz Kenan, when it says the word Kenan, it's referencing Kanani. Here there is poverty. And the only reason why poverty exists is because of this strife. Because one opposition, one strife, thwarts and pushes away 100 livelihoods. As is brought down um, in the Shla. HaKadosh, Daf, Resh, This is the aspect of what is brought in Bereshit, chapter 13. That there was, a, a, there was argument between the shepherds of the cattle of Avram and the shepherds of the cattle of Lot. And the Kenani were then in the land. Meaning through the Machloket, through the opposition and the strife that existed between the two um, between the shepherds of Avraham and the shepherds of Lot. And through this, the Kenani were then in the land. Meaning what? There was poverty. Because then the land was called Eretz Kenan. Why? Because of this strife. But when there is peace, then it's called just Eretz, the land. Then it's in the aspect of what it's brought down in Tehidim. Chapter 67. The earth gave forth its yield, its produce. 
that it gives forth its strength to all the produce of the land. And then there's strength to all the medicines and all the healings, as we said above. And therefore, look at this chidush Rabban was telling us. The letters of the word the, the word iyar spell out. Take those letters. Aleph yud yud resh. You have oivai yashuvu yevoshu raga. It's brought down. Etelim. My enemies will turn back. Oivai yashuvu. My enemies will return. Yevoshu raga and be instantly shamed. Meaning what? Ki azai hem kol because then there are all the cures. Which is the aspect of peace, in the aspect of the land that gets forth its produce, which is during the month of Iyar specifically, when there's Shalom, which is the opposite of peace, which is the aspect of the land of Kena'an. Because we said Makhloket is Kena'an, and peace is Eretz. So we see, that my enemies will turn back and be instantly shamed, meaning that the enemies, the Makhloket, will stop completely. That there's going to be no more enemies, there's going to be no more Makhloket, which is Iyar. Know that the essence, the essential way to honor the Shabbat is through eating, Rabbanu says. Rabbanu is going to tie all these concepts that we just mentioned, Refuah, the Tamar that we mentioned above, the not to repay your enemies in the way that they want to repay you, and the eating of Shabbat now. Kemoshakatul is brought down. How do we know that the essential honor of Shabbat comes through the eating? As it's brought down, Ikhluhu Ayom, it's brought down in Shemot, Tedzain, with regard to Shabbat, eat today. Because the eating of Shabbat is very precious. As the Rabbeinu brings down. The Chambor is brought down in lesson 57. Rabbeinu is telling us that the food of Shabbat, remember these words, is entirely godliness. Kodesh is entirely holy. The food of Shabbat is completely different. It's not even physical. And therefore, is therefore a great mitzvah to increase the meal of Shabbat. And this is a rectification to the desecration, to the desecration of Shabbat. Because, because from desecrating the Shabbat, it is, impos- it is impossible to avoid. Meaning, it is so easy to fall into the desecration of Shabbat. Rabbi saying it's almost impossible to avoid it. The halachot of Shabbat are so meticulous. How can you even keep every single one of them? Because it's easy to stumble with, with desecrating Shabbat. And the rectification comes through the eating of Shabbat. Because the desecration, the desecration of Shabbat is the aspect of what? Chalal. Corpse. Chalal means corpse. Which represents the idea of passing away. Because a corpse is only a corpse whenever the Neshama leaves. And in the aspect, if a corpse is found in the earth, as Badan Dvarim chapter 21, that thus, when someone's first wife passes away, his steps are shortened, his footsteps are shortened. As Badan Dvarim in the Gemara Sanedrin, the Shabbat Ubkinot. Shabbat represents the first wife. That Shabbat came before God and told God, You gave everyone, Ben Zug, you gave everyone a match, a soulmate. But you did not give me a soulmate. And Hashem responded to Shabbat, 
that the gathering of Israel is your soulmate, is the soulmate of Shabbat. Nimza, we find Shechilut Shabbat, Obchinot Psiot Ksarot, we see that what? The desecration of Shabbat is shortened steps, meaning when a first wife passes away, your steps are shortened. And what is the first wife? What is the first wife? Shabbat. So when a person, which is the Knesset of Israel, which is the gathering of Israel, when a, a Jewish soul desecrates the Shabbat, you're separating yourself from your first wife. It's like your first wife passed away. And what happens as a result of that? Your steps are shortened. We said above in the Gemara Sanhedrin. And behold, we see the opposite. Because isn't it on the contrary? Don't we see on, at the bottom of the Gemara Shabbat, page 113b, that the Chachamim say it's forbidden on Shabbat to take it too large of strides, too big step, too much of big steps. And a person needs to specifically take small steps on Shabbat. However, no, meaning it's a contradiction to what we said because only when you separate from your first wife, as we said above, are your steps shortened. And what did the first wife Shabbat? So when you desecrate Shabbat, your steps are shortened. But doesn't it say in the Gemara Shabbat that when you keep Shabbat, you have to take small steps? Which means the opposite. It's saying two different things. So Rabenu is going to answer. However, no. Because during the week, when a person does a mitzvah, a good thing. Every single mitzvah is a complete structure. As we see in Lesson 5, there are places where the evil side are able to nourish from this mitzvah. This is the, the legs of the mitzvah. And we see this idea in another lesson of Rabenu that um, the, during the week the Yetzirah the, the evil forces are able to nourish themselves from the feet of the mitzvah but on Shabbat all these feet ascend and are not able and then now the evil forces are not able to win off of these feet so there are places where the evil is able to nourish themselves off of these are the legs of the mitzvah which is from there the, the evil side is able to nourish if not in the aspect of it is brought down in Mishle chapter 5. Her feet descend down to the death. This is with regard to the six days of the week. But on Shabbat, all the evil forces, sorry, the, the legs rise from the grasp of the evil forces. If not, it's brought down in Yeshaya chapter 58. If you turn back your feet on Shabbat, Meaning that on Shabbat we return the feet of the mitzvah back to holiness. We take it from the domain of impurity. And then those feet of the mitzvah are able to walk before God. And behold, it's certain that at the beginning of this walking of the mitzvah, it's not able to create a well-trodden path, a well-paved road. It's only a faint path. Mere footsteps. But this is like the parable of a child, a, a tinok, a baby that begins to walk. At the beginning, it's not able to walk properly. However, the father, because of the great love that exists with the father and his child, and the great love and delight that he has with his son, he creates from these footsteps of this child, a, a road, a well-trodden path. As we see, that when a baby does something small or speaks some sort of word, even though it's not wise at all, 
אם כל זה מחמת אהבת האב ושלשון מזה, הוא מחבב הדבר ומגדילו מחריבו, עושה מזה דבר גדול. Nonetheless, because of the great love that a father has for his child, that um, <coughs> he, he, takes, he makes this thing that the child is doing very precious, and he amplifies it, and he expands it, and makes it a very awesome thing. The same is true of God. When a mitzvah begins to walk, or when a person begins to, to make a new path to serve God, even though it's a faint path at the beginning, because of the great joy and the enjoyment that Hashem has from this, Hashem, Um, create from this person's footsteps a, tr- a well-trodden path, a real conquered road. And this is what is brought down in Tehilim, chapter 85. Righteousness walks before you. Tzedek, what is righteousness? This is, these are the mitvot. brought down in tzedek. All your mitvot are tzedek. All your mitvot are righteousness. So we see that mitvot is tzedek, and tzedek walks before you, meaning the mitvot walks before you. Whenever the mitvot begin to walk before you, who is God, as I, then what happened, it's brought down in that tehilim, and he sets his footsteps on the road. What does that mean? That God himself creates a well-trodden path from this person's footsteps, from the mitvot's footsteps. which were only initially a small, a small and faint path. But because of his enjoyment of this mitzvah and this person, he turns this road into a widened and conquered path, a trodden path. He turns his footsteps into this awesome path. Which were initially only a faint path. He makes it a broad pathway. And all of this is created, Rabbeinu says, through what? The eating on Shabbat Kodesh. That from the eating of Shabbat, the feet received the strength. The feet of the mitzvah received the strength as it brought down in Shabbat. Chapter, uh, Shabbat, page 152. Eat well. And it'll be noticeable on the feet, meaning when you eat well, the feet will be noticeable, meaning that your feet now will be able to create a well-trodden path, the feet of the mitzvah. Meaning through the eating of Shabbat, the feet receive strength. That from these footsteps, which are only a faint path, only small strides, it will become a well-trodden pathway. And this is the aspect of what is brought down. In the Zmirot Shabbat, in the song of Kol Mekadesh, it's brought down over there, Posim Pop Siaktana. We take small strides and we feast on it to bless three times. That on Shabbat we feast to bless three times. We have three feasts on Shabbat and we take small strides. Meaning on Shabbat we take small strides. And this is a very big question. It's, a surpri- it's surprising to us. On the first glance, because Isn't it on the contrary, one whose first wife passed away, his footsteps are shortened. And Shabbat is the aspect of a person's first wife. It would be fitting that if a person keeps the Shabbat, he should have large strides. But what do we do? We feast on it 
to bless three times meaning um, we eat on Shabbat and we feast on Shabbat and through this genuinely we are able to repair the small strides and we are able to widen and to expand these small strides into a well-trodden path brought down um, and he set and he, he set his steps on the road as we said above through the eating of Shabbat, we're able to rectify the desecration of Shabbat. Rabbeinu is saying awesome stuff here. Something very deep because we tend to notice and we tend to think that through our damages, we have to repair in sadness. But Rabbeinu is saying that actually when we damage, we have to repair in simcha. Now yes, the beginning of a person's rectification and doing the Avodat Hashem is bitter because it's tough. It's like Rabbeinu compares this to a pot of uh, boiling water that whenever you boil a pot of boiling water all the impurities rise to the top the same is true about Avodat Hashem we have so much impurity all our bad blood so that when we serve Hashem and we're boiling ourselves we're refining ourselves all the evil rises to the surface so we see we have bad thoughts when we start to serve Hashem we see that we seem more impure than when we before we even started we have even worse thoughts we have even more desire for evil etc etc because it's normal that the impurities rise to the top but Rabban was saying that we have to repair through simcha, that we have to beat that, that, um, that bitterness and serve Hashem with joy because the joy actually repairs the sadness and the, recti- the, the desecration of Shabbat as we saw. So through the eating of Shabbat, we rectify the desecration of Shabbat. Because the desecration of Shabbat is the aspect of small strides, as we said. Because through the eating of Shabbat, we turn those small strides into wide strides. And we create a well-trodden path. The foot is a healing to the lungs. As is known, to those um, who are wise with regard to the art of healing, that those who understand true healing will know that the feet um, are able to heal the lungs. O Yali, woe is to me, ki garti meshech, for I have sojourned, uh, sojourned in meshech. I have garti, um, I have lived in meshech. What does garti mean? Uh, sorry, what does this aspect mean? O ya, li ki garti meshech, that is brought down in Tehilim 120, that verse. But it was David Amelech's, Rabban was telling us that it was David Amelech's custom to have intentions during his prayer that he would um, think during his filah, um, that he would feel pain for the fact that he feared from fallen fears. Meaning that David Amelech felt true pain over the fact that he feared things that he shouldn't have feared. Meaning the fallen fears, those fears which we shouldn't fear. David Amelech felt true pain whenever he said this. That David Amelech was, when he was praying, he would feel true sorrow over the fact that he feared from things that he shouldn't have. That those things that you shouldn't fear come from the Shardinim, the 320 judgments. As is brought down in... Um, Etzchayim, in the uh, gate Sha'ar Rapach Nitzotzim, the 288 sparks, in that gate, chapter 5 over there. Mishardini v'zeh garti meshech. And this is what it says, ki garti meshech, that I have sojourned in meshech. That what is meshech? It's mishardinim, from those 320 judgments, that which is from there those fallen fears come from. 
And what is Tamar? Tamar date, who gam can shtepamim shach kamova. That Tamar date, which is a numerical value of 640, Tav is 400, Resh Sorry, the mem is 40, and the resh is 200, that's 640, which is also the numerical value of 2 times 320, the shach dinim. 2 times shach. Kamuvaz is brought down um, over there in Etzchayim, in the same gate that we just mentioned. Rabbanu is speaking about all these kavanot, all these deep ideas. But the main thing we see here, and the main practical advice, even if we don't understand that, that which Rabbanu is telling us is the simple stuff that Rabbanu is trying to tell us. Rabbi Natan, before he passed away, um, Rabbi Natan said, I know that every single minute in this world I used properly. But the only thing I'm afraid of is that when I leave this world, I'll be judged for the fact that I did not fulfill the words of Rabbeinu in simplicity. That maybe I wasn't simple enough. You know, we can get into the depth and the details of Rabbeinu in the Torah that because we see that there's no greater Torah, there's no greater teaching than this. Even the, the Zohar cannot compare to the content of Likute Moran, being that Rabbeinu brought down the Zohar even even way lower than it could have been brought down by any other tzaddik in the past history. The Rabban was teaching us something that we can't even imagine all these deep secrets and how Rabbanu brings it down to our level. But here, even with all these kavanot and all these deep ideas, the shachdinim, the tamar, etc., etc., and how Rabbanu ties all these things together, rashet evot. Nonetheless, the main idea is the simplicity behind it, which is what? Eat on Shabbat, because... The eating Shabbat represents all the time where we desecrate Shabbat. And even many times we can desecrate Shabbat while we're doing Shabbat. We might not even realize that we're desecrating Shabbat because the laws of Shabbat are so precise and refined. We have no idea how, how easy it is to break Shabbat. That Rabbanu says it's impossible not to. Rabbanu is saying, don't get caught up though. Eat Shabbat. Enjoy the Shabbat. Be besimcha on Shabbat. And through the simcha of the Shabbat, we're able to rectify the desecration of Shabbat, specifically through the eating of Shabbat. We're able to bring the footsteps of the mitzvah that were once attacked by impurity during the week and able to raise them, etc., etc. And all the simple advice Rabbanu tells us here. Um, the month of Iyar is a month of refuah. That during the month of Iyar, we have to be even more careful for this, to pray even more for refuah. And that when the makhluket of the tzaddikim occurs upon us, that we should be silent. And that when the makhluket of the shayim, and that when the makhluket of tzaddikim rise upon us, that we have to recognize that it's for our good. And that when the strife of reshaim are against us, that when the reshaim oppose us, that we have to not try to attack the rasha in the same way he's attacking us. And we'll see that we'll be able to follow the plans of these wicked people. But Hashem, may we apply this advice and truly follow the words of Rabbeinu in simplicity and wholesomeness.